Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Welcome to the Monumental Project, how historic sites and monuments of yesterday affect us today. I'm your host, Miles Ezilo, and this is sort of the first episode, episode 0.5 in a way. Very soon we'll begin to take the real deep dives into the pieces of American history that you might walk past every day and how that affects us now. But I think it's important to explain a couple of things before we launch into all of that. What does U.S. ICOMOS even mean? What exactly are we saying when we say monuments of oppression? What is recontextualization? Knowing these answers are crucial for joining us on this experience. Think of these questions as a compass rose, providing the cardinal directions for the journey ahead. To help to answer these questions, I sat down with the program director of the Monuments Toolkit program, Sakina Moore. Sakina has extensive government experience, having worked with the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation, the Historic House Trust, the New York City Landmarks Preservation Commission, and countless other projects aimed at linking history with cultural preservation. She's also an adjunct professor at the Hostos Community College, where she teaches a class that explores the intersection between health, ethnicity, and illness. With all that in mind, I thought she would be a great guest for the first episode of The Monumental Project. I hope you enjoy. Can you give me a bit of a background on U.S. ICOMOS and how this whole toolkit program came to be? I know people are pretty new to the idea of not only the toolkit program, but U.S. ICOMOS in general. So if you can give a bit of a background, that would be great. Oh, sure. So U.S. ICOMOS or the United States Committee on the of the International Committee on Monuments and Sites is a part of a global network of other of other ICOMOSes around the world. So you have a ICOMOS Brazil, ICOMOS in, in the United Kingdom, um, and we all uh, think about or are working on the same issue. And this is uh, working on best preservation practices, but on a global scale. Uh, this organization, are um, we are part of an independent. Uh, organizations, but we also are the one of the official advising bodies that that inform the world heritage process um, of mm. UNESCO. So think the pyramids of Giza or the Grand Canyon. Um, anything that is going to be a world heritage that is uh, that is that can be nominated or be a part of the world heritage listing, um, U.S. ICOMOS or ICOMOS is a part of that that conversation. Uh, so, how did we get here? How did we? Um, how did U.S. ICOMOS come to work with the Monuments Toolkit Project? And this happened after, after I like to call it the Grand Reckoning. Right. right. So this happened as a, um, after, after seeing the Unite the Right rallies in 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 Charlottesville. A few years ago, and, and also with the George Floyd murder in 2020, and we were, and everybody, including U.S. Um, Icomos, was thinking, what does, what is the the message of, of our monuments? What is, and who do we choose to honor, and and how do you tell the fuller story mm-hmm. of what is of a monument and why and why it would be why it would be oppressive. Right. And I think that we are at this point in our history where where we're willing as a collective body to have this conversation. And this is where the toolkit comes into play. So we want to be able to further foster this conversation, but also have a provide resources for communities that want to uh, want to address monuments of these types. 
Right. And it's not a con- it's a conversation that has always been in process, but this is but this is the moment in time where I think that that there is um, the confluence of of um, different entities able to listen and to of communities that were being marginalized by having these monuments to really listen. And I think that it's also um, on the other end, you have you have entities, um, governing entities that want to address this, but they don't really necessarily know how. So with By providing this, this toolkit, we want to be able to add to the, um, add to the discourse and then also, um, also further, further the discourse as well. Definitely. And like you said, I think it's definitely the right time for this conversation to happen, even though it's been, you know, in process for a long time. I think this is, the right moment for the dialogue to begin in the, the constructed way that USI Camos and the Monuments Toolkit is, is conducting. So thank you. Um, so yeah, let's get into like the, the bigger questions at hand. What are the necessary terms, in your opinion, that listeners should know about when it comes to, you know, monuments of oppression? What is the things that in order for you to really get what we're trying to do, what do you kind of need to know? All right. So, you know, sometimes when you when you're actually when you're defining things, you you have to really look at the bigger picture and look at things that may seem obvious. So one of the things that we're also that we want to do one of the first steps with with understanding monuments of oppression. Let's look at the definition for a monument and then let's look at the definition for oppression. How do you define how do you define it? Because right. how I might define it might be different from how you would how you would define it. So, for instance, um, the way that we're looking at monuments at USI Camos is a statue, a structure which is which excludes occupiable buildings uh, or a plaque that is created to commemorate a person or an event. Okay. And that really the reason why we wanted to really take a look at that is because there's a lot of different ways that you can create a, a monument. So a monument could be a, a street sign. It could be a school that's named after someone. So there's all of these different, different ideas of how people would imagine when you think about a monument. How do you actually um, come up with a concrete vision or a concrete term to describe, to describe something that, that you assume that everybody would think that everybody would have a an image of what what a certain term is, of course. but it might be very it might be disparate. So we want to um, really just state take take terms that are very obvious that may seem obvious, but really um, give it give it a, a give it a definition. And I think course, that as we go forward, it might help to to help conceptual conceptualize um, ideas. Hmm. Interesting. Um, interesting. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, when it comes to, you know, the, the official title is, um, relocation, removal and reinterpretation when it comes to the monuments, right? Um, but, you know, one of the words that we are throwing out there is recontextualization. What, in your opinion and in your words, what does that necessarily mean when it comes to, um, monuments of oppression or monuments in general? Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is something that when you think about monuments, um, and especially monuments that are associated with oppression, um, in, namely 
uh, the Confederate monuments, how they how a lot of them were put up uh, well after the Civil War um, and during the Civil Rights Movement, whenever uh, whenever Blacks asserted their civil rights, you have this um, the act of having that monument there was sending another sending a message, right? It was sending right, a message right. of saying of saying um, of of white superiority. And by having this, um, having the, the, the definition for recontextualization, because let me back up, there are different ways that you can, that you can different permutations for, uh, for addressing a monument. And one of them being flat out removal. And even then, when you remove something, what happens when you remove it? So um, getting into the definition for uh, recontextualization, um, the removal can ha could happen there, but right. what happens when you when you change the context, meaning changing the surrounding meaning mm -hmm. of a particular of a particular monument? So, um, for instance, um, you know, do you provide um, interpretive materials that could provide additional? insight into the monument. So for instance, if you have a, a monument of a Confederate general um, having uh, more signage that says, this is the year that it came about and this is what was happening and this is why this particular monument can be seen as problematic. Yeah, I see. Um, another part of, of recontextualization is you're saying that it doesn't that the monument doesn't have to be in its original location. It could be someplace else, but there is something that is that is providing more um, more depth information to understand again the context of the monuments of saying, oh, this is uh, this is a uh, someone who led the troops um, during the civil for the Confederacy during the Civil War. It says, okay, this is what this is what this what this meant. You know, providing again more um, more contextualization. Right. So, like adding like color and depth and texture to the entire story to give it not necessarily a new meaning, but to like you said, add context to everything around it. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you. Um, so, you know, as you are the program director for the Monuments Toolkit, um, what is something you want people to take away from the Monuments Toolkit once they use it? Uh, what impact would you like it to have? Well, the, the impact that I would like to see with this toolkit is for it to be a step in in reconciling history. When I say reconciling history, I mean that when in order for us to heal as a society, we need to confront and and face history in its in its totality. So I I think I, I had another conversation with someone before, and I just I, I had the phrase history no filter. Ah, I like that too. Without all the bells and whistles, let's get to the let's get down to the root. What actually happened? What does this mean for? And taking an honest look, what does this mean by having this statue here or having a plaque? What does that mean to the to to um to communities that are that were being that are being disparaged? By the presence of that, and is there and and let's have a let's have an honest and frank conversation about about all of this. 
And I think that when you actually are at a, at a place where you can actually, where everybody can, can have their, their feedback, then I think that that's where, that's where the healing can happen. And again, this is um, where we are in this, in this place in time, right? Where there's actually, people are actually willing to have this conversation. And by having this toolkit, it is, there are other organizations that are doing this work and have, mm-hmm. and are actually studying this, but this is something, this is our part to, um, to add to the discourse and to, and have our offering um, mm-hmm. to, to help facilitate healing. Yeah. Um, to use your phrase, I think, you know, history is full of bells and whistles, right? That's kind of, you know, the, the name of the game. You got to be able to strip that away in order to get to the root of what you really want to gain from, you know, the pieces of your past. So um, I think that, you know, it's a shameless plug, but I think that this uh, Toolkits project is going to be really, really impactful for a lot of people, you know, giving them a clear and direct way to interpret the things around them um, while also being a part of history in a sense. Um, and finally, without giving too much away, uh, what are you most excited to hear about this season? You know, the Monumental Project podcast is going to be covering a lot of topics. And, you know, we've spoken at length about, you know, the things that we might be talking about. So, yeah, what, what things are you most excited to hear about coming from the podcast? Well, I am excited um, about the, all the conversations that we are going to be having um, with with um, the different communities, we're going to be talking to to activists. We're going to be uh, talking to government officials and um, talking to journalists and um, and future activists. And I'm I'm really excited for all of it. And I'm really again excited for um, for the conversations that we're having that digs deeper into. In, into um, the nuances, we're getting into the weeds of 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 how um, of what the issues are and how communities are addressing monuments of oppression. Right. I'm personally, I'm really excited about um, the conversations that we're going to have with with activists mm. and yeah. how um, and understanding and seeing what the processes and 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 seeing what the the conversations that are that are happening out there. Yes. Yes. I am too, definitely. This is going to be a really fun season. I can imagine all the things that are going to be, you know, on the table. And I think we're going to be able to create a really nice dialogue here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited just as much as you are. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, um, Sakina, for your, your time and your attention and providing insight for, you know, who you are and then leading into what the toolkit is. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'd like to thank the Andrew Mellon Foundation, the entire U.S. ICOMOS team, and all of our listeners around the world. We at the United States Committee of the International Council of Monuments and Sites are building the Monument Relocation, Removal, and Reinterpretation Toolkit with a website and mobile app aimed to educate, guide, and listen to the American people. The conversations created on the Monumental Project are just one piece of what U.S. ICOMOS is doing to correctly address American history maps, case studies, resource pages, and a lot of great features on the way. Be sure to check out the Monuments Toolkit for more information on how you can make a difference. You won't be disappointed. We have some great stuff coming. An essential part of the Monumental Project are the opinions and perspectives from our listeners. At the end of the season, we'll be recapping what we've learned and gained from analyzing this topic. We would love to make all of you a part of it. If you'd like to share your thoughts on today's subject matter, feel free to email us at monumental at usicomos.org. We would love to hear your thoughts. Tune in next month as we take time to hear from the activists and community members who made history years ago. 
And as always, I'm your host, Miles Ezilo. We'll be back soon.